Hey, 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 mamas. Welcome to today's episode. I am so excited because I am interviewing my dear friend, Shante Cummings, and she is an incredible mama to four kids. She is on her second year of homeschooling. She's my book mama for any Usborne books because yes, I use that in my homeschool and it's so good. But she's here to share with you not only all of that awesomeness, but especially about curriculum. We are talking all about curriculum, how to cater to your kids, especially if they are different with learning styles, if they struggle with certain things. This is the episode you need to listen into. So let's jump in to my interview with Shantae. Aloha, mamas. You've made it to the Homeschooling Entrepreneur Mom podcast. I'm Kavaya Quinn, RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, Get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. Aloha, mamas. This is Kavaya Quinn, and I am here with my bestie, my beautiful friend, Shantae Cummings. She is going to be giving us all her knowledge about curriculum and homeschooling so that you guys can take it all in and use, like what I say all the time, use what speaks to you, leave the rest. But definitely, this is coming from an amazing mama. Let me introduce you to her. She is a serial entrepreneur, a stay-at-home military spouse, and soon-to-be second-year homeschooling mama to four. Woo! She is a crazy book lady with Usborne books and more. Shantae is on a mission to not only encourage a love for reading within her own children, but all children. It is her hope to help mamas like you and I to foster a love for literacy within our children and get them to see beyond the page. She shares all this mama encouragement, homeschooling and literacy tips on her Instagram at Shantae Cummings. So go and give her a follow, go and give her some love and let her know that I sent you. But definitely welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, guys. <laughs> awesome. So before we jump into curriculum and all about homeschooling, I would love for you to just tell us your personal story of why you decided to homeschool your kids. Oh, OK. So initially, homeschooling was always something that was really intimidating to me. I never I've always wanted to do it. My second oldest daughter, um, she had a um, a speech delay. She had several issues. And then later on in her um, public school, we are later on in her education, we found out that she was diagnosed with um, ADHD. So just all these different things came, came at us and seeing her struggle was really, really hard. So it definitely pulled on my heart for her for a few years. And I just, I could never take the plunge. And then the pandemic hit. And it was like, okay, we need to do this. And the reason I say that is because Sophia, that's my daughter's name, she was struggling, not just academically, but within herself. And seeing this beautiful 
sparkle in her just go down because she she didn't want to speak up. She didn't want to say she was struggling. Um, so it really weighed heavy on us. And so when the pandemic hit, we jumped right in. And it was through us just taking that plunge that I saw her grow so much. And I saw her, you know, her confidence boost up, um, her wanting to try to read out loud something she never ever would do. She was like, I got this mom, don't worry. I'm, I'm still gonna say the word wrong, but I got this. <laughs> um, and just seeing her blossom, all of my kids really, we have four kiddos and um, it's, it's been a learning process for sure but I, I wouldn't do anything differently. And I'm so glad that we decided to do it. I love that about her. And I love that you got to see her blossom and change through the process. Yes. So tell me, how old are all your kids? Oh, goodness. Okay, so I have a teenager. I have, uh, my oldest is soon to be 13. Um, then we have Sophia, who is soon to be 10 next month. Um, Mahina, who is seven going on 21 and our youngest and only little dude is three years old. Wow. See, that's a huge range difference. Yeah. And I feel you because I got five and they, they are a range yeah. too. <laughs> so when you are right now, I know you are in a full like mist of choosing curriculum or at least talking about it on your Instagram. Let's start with that. How has it been, you know, deciding which curriculum is good for all different ages? Do you have specific curriculum that you teach to all together and then specific that you just teach individually? So I do. So for our state, there is what, 11 required subjects. Um, and so when last year, when I did it, I figured we're just going to stick to basics, right? Reading, writing, and math. Like if you can do those three things, you can really do, you can learn anything else. So I tried my very best to keep it simple. And unfortunately the curriculum that I picked out did not work for all of my kids. And I learned that very quickly. I also learned that if it's not working, it is okay to put it down. Don't stress yourself. You are not married to it. Um, and a lot of people, I guess you would say my, my homeschooling is a little unorthodox because so Sophia was struggling with reading books became a huge part of our learning. Um, I always say like, you can learn anything from a book. It doesn't have to be a set curriculum. Um, so for them, I kind of just watched and this year going into it, um, we did not do any type of box curriculum, which I know a lot of people are like, wow, homeschooling is so expensive. It is if you're deciding to homeschool multiple kids and having to pay for box curriculum. But for me, I quickly found out that that would not work. Like you can't put my kids in a box. So um, for them, I just watched and I figured out what it is that they liked and anything that they liked, I threw at them as often as I could. So whether that be learning books um, or living books, living books, books in general, and then, um, like Sophia, I figured out that she is the type that likes to touch. She can't just sit still. She has to constantly keep her hands busy. She learns better actually, if she has something that she's fidgeting with. Um, reading to her instead of always having her read aloud builds her confidence. Um, Addison, she is my independent learner. She's like, give me the workbooks. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get it done fast. I don't need your help. <laughs> and, and Mahina's like, um, I'm gonna be better than all my sisters combined. <laughs> So she's very, they're very competitive, but for them, it's just, 
it was watching, being intentional with listening to what it is that they liked, what they didn't like about curriculum, and then just searching. But it can be overwhelming. I will say that for a lot of newbies, do not get overwhelmed with the amount of curriculum that's out there. And what may work for one family may not work for your family, and that's okay. Don't don't necessarily go with the flow, if I, if I could just say that, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, it does. And I love how you said, you know, you're not married to curriculum. Right. And I think that was one of my biggest struggles in the beginning, because I went out, I did all this research for my oldest child, and I was like, he would love all this. Right. And then I bought it all. Yep. And it was pulling hair, teeth. It was a struggle. Tears, all the tears. Yes, <laughs> lots of tears. <laughs> and then finally, I was like, it's not working. Why am I forcing this on them? So that that's a great tip for everyone. Like, you're not married to it and try it out. And I like how you said, observe your kids. Mm-hmm. Really observe them and see what they like and give them more of that. Give them more of what they like and, um, you know, help foster their learning that way. So tell me, how was it? I know you said you started simple. Mm -hmm. What was the big change this year when going into curriculum? So I think the big change for us was figuring out a flow. Um, Just trying to figure out what works best for my kids throughout the day, what works best for me. Um, So I wanted to make it a point to hit more of the the curriculums that were required to a lot of it can be combined because they're getting it through while you're reading or whatever else it may be but I wanted to try in a few extra throw in a few extra things that I knew individually my kids would appreciate um for example like Mahina and Addie both like piano so we're we're putting in you know music appreciation um Sophia wants to try to learn the ukulele so I was like yes let's do that um so we're just putting in other things and not just keeping it to reading writing and math we're also doing um family subjects I think that was part of one of your questions so family subjects for us are going to be um Hawaiian history our language this year is going to be Olelo Hawaii um we're also doing our bible studies together um, mindset, which is not a core curriculum, but mindset, I feel like is, is huge and something that you can teach your kids all year long. Um, and then, um, what is it like physical education? I forget what they labeled it as, uh, was it educational occupation? I don't know. One of those things, but, um, movement, lots and lots of movement together as a family. And so those, those are just some of the things that we're going to be doing together. I love that because, I know a lot of moms get flustered because they're like, I have more than one kid to teach. Yeah. When all those subjects, they're daunting. I think that was my problem last year was like, how am I going to do all of this? I don't even remember doing this in school. You're like, what? What did I, I do? Wait a minute now. <laughs> exactly. And I think one thing that a lot of people don't understand is it doesn't have to be individual curriculum for each subject. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, you can combine the two because a lot of things we learn combine things, reading and math, like, yeah, Yeah, reading, all kinds of stuff can be combined. Yes. I love that you said you guys are doing Bible studies together Mm -hmm. and Hawaiian history. And I'm going to tell you that is not the norm for normal school. 
like traditional public, even private schools, integrating mm -hmm. those two things there. Tell me, how has homeschooling allowed you to be more open or flexible to the different subjects that you can integrate now into your school? So I think a lot of people going into it think that your school needs to mimic public school or private school, whatever school that they're, you know, maybe they attended. Um, and it doesn't. Our homeschool day, literally, it will start whenever we decide to start it. Um, and it doesn't take all day long. I usually max on a normal schedule, right? On a normal day to day. I try to start school at around between eight and 9.30. And then we go through our subjects and typically we're done at about one. And if the kids want more, we take a little bit of a break and then they can choose what other things that they wanna get into for that. How have you enjoyed integrating okay. like non-traditional subjects? Okay. School? Okay, so um, I feel like one, it was important for my husband and I um, because we are from the Big Island of Hawaii. Um, two, we are military. So our kids have been away from home for a really long time. I think Addison was three when we moved. We go back as often as possible. But um, I just noticed that they weren't as into history. You know, they weren't as into it. Um, Amer or the What was it? We were using not grass history, which is a great curriculum. It's definitely something I want to circle back to. But they just weren't, it just wasn't working so and we talk a lot about Hawaii we talk about um you know the goddesses and the gods and you know the way of the way of life back then and that sparked an interest and I was like that's something that I didn't learn a lot about nor did I try to pay attention to uh, to it <laughs> as a child and I was like this is going to be awesome because I can learn alongside that's a, a lot of uh, our homeschool is that I learn alongside my kids things that I never you know was introduced to or really sparked an interest. And now as an adult, I'm like, oh, I wish I would have paid attention. So that's one thing you can homeschool, you can add whatever you want into homeschool and make it fun. And you can learn alongside your kids. And then as far as like our Bible study, um, I think that's just been weighing really heavy on my heart. We, because we're military, we have not found like a home church, you know, we stream it and whatnot. Um, and the way that I was the religion that I was raised in made it very difficult for me to want to go back into the church setting. But I always had a, I always have had a relationship with God. So introducing that to my kids is very important. Um, and it's funny because the dynamics of our family are very different. My husband is a through and through science. He believes in science, you know? So we give our kids the two different sides of the spectrum and we kind of just let them ask questions. And as they get older, they can decide whether or not they want to go this path or their beliefs, you know, lean more towards this path. So um, I think it was just important for me to introduce it to them and allow them to make their own decisions on what it is that they want to learn more about. Yeah, and I think that's beautiful because one thing... I see a trend or within homeschoolers or homeschooling families is that need or that culture to cultivate thinkers mm -hmm. and rather than memorizing facts. Right. Right. So how can we cultivate more thinkers within our kids? And, and I think that's gives them so much more strength. It does. Right. When they become, not even adults, when they become teenagers and they have to make all these decisions, you know, it really gives them 
the foundations. You're just setting them up for success to be able to adapt. Yes. Yes. And that's tools that they are really going to need for the rest of their lives. So you're really giving them like a good tool belt. All right. So I loved everything you said there. And I wanted to play off of a little bit of the, you help your kids based on their learning styles. Mm -hmm. How did you figure out what kind of learning styles your kids favor? So I did research it because when you go down the, the rabbit hole of watching homeschool videos, like, man, I spent so, I wish I got paid for the amount of hours of YouTube I watched. Like I did so much research and, and more so to, um, I will say that I, I really did focus on Sophia and then eventually learned my other kiddos. But um, I made it a point because what I did not want was to fail my child. That's always been something that's weighed on me. And I told my husband because he was, he was a little nervous, you know, going into it. I felt because I watched all these YouTube mama's doing it. I was like, I could do this. <laughs> and my husband was like, okay, he needed a plan. I think I'm, I know you can relate to that. He needed a plan. Like this is what's going to happen. And if it doesn't work out, this is my plan B. Um, and I'm just like, I'm free spirited. I really am with this whole thing. Like I'm so free spirited with it. And so just watching researching and reading books as much as as much knowledge as I could I soaked up and also because they were in the public school for Sophia like I had um her speech therapist that I talked to I talked to her counselor that she went to go visit like and I got their observation because I'm not with her during those hours so what they pick up may not be the same at home and then from there I just tried to be really patient and just again, observe and watch and note, you know, this is what worked, this is what didn't work. And it just, it started from there and then just pouring into them as much as possible, like um, figuring out ways to boost her confidence and then figuring out, oh, she likes to, she does, she learns better, specifically speaking about Sophia. Um, she learns better if I read to her than when I put her on the spot when she's not ready for her to read to me, you know? So it, it really was like a, a push and pull and just being able to give and just being patient, really. Um, my other two girls, they're very independent. They're very much alike. So learning styles, really, I just focused on Sophie and then tried to adapt. I think it was you that told me teach to the middle. Yes. <laughs> so that's what it was. I was like, okay, I could do that. Cause it's, it can get overwhelming, you know, this whole, all of these responsibilities on top of being a mom, you know? And so when you told me that, that kind of made the light bulb go off and I was like, okay, so teach to her. And it did, it worked, you know, figure out what works for her. And then also observe my other kids as we're going along. So yeah, that's my spiel. <laughs> yes. No, and that's true. I actually learned that from brave writer oh yeah Julie Bogart Julie Bogart that's how I learned that because she had five kids too and she was saying like this is how I got through it I taught to the middle and I was like okay yeah done (laughs) to the middle (laughs) because teaching riser who was my oldest that was not as difficult until I had to like juggle multiple things right so very true and I I like how you said, you know, I focused on her needs the most because she did. She needed a little bit more support than the others. And then from there, you expanded and adjusted to the others. I also liked how you said 
you need to be patient. Yeah. Ooh, girl. <laughs> well, I tell people, because I have moms who tell me, oh, I don't have patience for that to homeschool you. Oh, bless your heart. You must have lots of patience. And I tell them I didn't have lots of patience. In the beginning. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was more than that, that drove me to homeschool. And I had to learn patience along the way. Right. But one thing I did learn was the reason why I got impatient was because of things like how you said, you didn't know what type of learner they was. They were, you didn't know like, um, what subjects really lit them up. So you kind right. of, when you're in a traditional school, it's hard to personalize things. So people just get stuck in a box. Right. And that's why your kids get frustrated. So when you come home and you do the same thing, you're going to get frustrated too. <laughs> and I mean, I try to relate it to myself. Do I like eating all the green things all the time? No, but do I know that it's good for me? Yeah. So I have to spice it up and make it to where I can, where I enjoy it sort of you know? <laughs> right. And, and then that's a great concept too, because there are things where you're like, well, I don't know about that, but I would like to learn about it. Yes. I'm always asking, I'm like, Alexa. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, or I'll do it quietly so that my kids don't know that I didn't know. So I'm over there. I'm like, Google. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you listening. That's why. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're <always> listening. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing. It's like when you learn us alongside your kids, then you, I hope you also do or take the time to learn what kind of learner you are. Mm -hmm. Because, Definitely. and Sophie and I are a lot alike. I will say certain things. I love audiobooks, they're my jam. But I'm weird because I like the audiobook, but I like to have the paper copy in hand so I can highlight my book. Joe's like, what's the point? I'm like, just shh don't worry, honey, let me read. But it, it, I feel like it's definitely made me, um, I love books even more so now, you know, I've always loved books, but I was a struggling reader, like, like Sophia. So maybe that's what it is. I see a lot of myself in her. And I see a lot of like my husband's struggles as a child in her. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely has made me want to learn more, more things. That's hilarious. Because I'll buy an audiobook and I'll listen to it and then yeah. buy the hard copy. I do the same thing. <laughs> Just to have it on my shelf. Yeah, all the time. Joe's like, why are you? I'm like, don't tell me what I know, Joseph. Well, the thing too, what I learned about myself, and I learned this about me in college, I cannot just read something and have it click in my head, even if I'm highlighting. I remember falling asleep and reading the same paragraph about like five times. Yeah. And then I, what I started doing was I started um, recording my notes, like just me saying it out loud. And then yeah. when I would go for a test or a quiz, that's what I would listen to on the way to school. I would, I just, I would play my notes. And you I'll just give me an idea. Seriously. Like for Sophia guys, you just, I've had them record their themselves doing book reports specifically. So, but she doesn't, she doesn't like writing. She just, she's always like my hands sore. I'm like mine too. Mine, mine is sore too from watching you struggle. Um, so having her recall, oh, I love that idea. Okay. Putting it in my notes. <laughs> yes. And that's what got me through my tests because instead of like trying to read it all, I'm more 
auditory. Like I, I if I hear it and see it, like, yes. and I can't just see it in a book, I have to see it. Then that's why like my notes are like very colorful and Same. all over the place. <laughs> I wish I had my book. Mine are too. And I have like post-it notes. And then sometimes I'll even things that really stick out to me or, or I feel like are really important. I'll write down in a notebook. So it's kind of like just, just that repetitious in different style, different ways. Um, but that's so smart. I really, I really like that. Awesome. So that, I feel like we got so much in here already and I'm like, wow, this is <laughs> going to be amazing for all the listeners, but I do want to end with one thing because I know that you are putting out all these videos mm -hmm. about all the new curriculum that you're giving, um, you've got for your kids at all different levels. So I want you to go over that for all the listeners to know, like what videos have you put out or are you putting out there? Um, and then just a little blurb of like what each will go through so that they know like all the great content you will be giving them too. Sure. Um, so as of right now on my Instagram, so I did not put it to YouTube and I've, I've actually got so many people that are like, make a YouTube channel. I'm just not there yet. Um, so I have it on my Instagram. They're just short videos, but it just goes over each curriculum that I selected um, per, I say it with like air quotations, grade level, because I don't, some of the curriculum that I picked might be a year before their specified grade level, or it might be a year above. So um, it's just each kiddo. So as of this year, I have an eighth grader, a fifth grader, um, a second grader. And then I also have my son who is going to be like preschool taught schooling. Um, and I also have a kindergartner that joined our little, um, our little Kula, but it's just their core subjects that I more so am planning to have them do fairly independently, a little, not as much for mom. Um, and then the videos that I have coming up are gonna be like our family subject, um, how I put together our Bible studies that we're gonna be doing, um, our Hawaiian history and Olelo Hawaii lessons because they're not, that's a little unorthodox for most people. Um, I'm also gonna have videos on what I'm using for my preschooler because everybody's always like, do you need a curriculum for your preschooler? I'm like, girl, no, girl, no. <laughs> Um, if they are showing signs of really being interested like Jojo, then I would, you know, go ahead and get them a little something that's simple. Um, and then just videos that I plan on having coming out soon, if IG lets me, <laughs> um, is just going to be like my planning, um, my planner, how I stay organized, that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's just, it's like a little mini series videos to come soon. <laughs> I love that. They're going to love all of it, especially if they have kids around that age level and they're looking into it because a lot of, a lot of mamas are considering homeschooling right now. Yeah. Especially what's happening. And so this gives them a good, you know, a good reference to see like, how is, how is someone who's going into second year? Like, I feel like you did it for like five years already, but <laughs> I feel, I'm not gonna lie, I feel like legit. I'm like, first year down, second year, here I come. Pat <laughs> me on the back. I basically went from like employee to like district manager. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I promoted myself. Yes. I need an award. <laughs> right. No, we should. We should have like mama certificates at the end. I'm saying. Future of the year. <laughs> I 
I'm doing elementary all over again, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, I gotta like, yes, there is a lot of work, but like you said, there's so much rewards from it. And this was just a little bit, like just a little bit. We definitely got to do this again and talk about other things. But I'm so excited because keep a lookout. We're going to have collaborations, more collaborations between us. All the things. All the things. You shall see what it is. And if you have any questions for either of of us, especially Miss Shantae, please go and DM her. And if you listen to this, Please give her a follow, give her a shout out, take a screenshot of it, post it to your stories and tag her. And thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me. Hey, mama friend, if this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha. Goodbye.